What's that? We could. T- I'll save it. I don't know when people actually work. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's too many Zooms. It's all Zooms. It's all Zooms. <laughs> it's like my <laughs> life is just Zooms and then more Zooms. One big Zoom. And then some Zooms. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's another Zoom day. It's Thursday, July 29th, 2021. This is the producer's happy hour. Two producers on opposite coasts chatting over drinks about what it means to be a goddamn good producer. I'm Lawrence Lewis. I'm in Los Angeles. And I'm Sister Christian in New York City. And today we are chatting about this standoff between IATSE and the AMPTP as they negotiate for a new contract. That's a lot of, a lot of letters. Um, <laughs> so many letters. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. But we also want to hear from you. So join the conversation at ProducersHappyHourGroup.com or email us at ProducersHappyHour at gmail.com. Send us your questions, your comments, your ideas for show topics, anything you want. I know we haven't been very active on the Facebook group, but email us um, and uh, we'd love to chat. No, but I can say that we got a a very delicious fan letter the other day. <laughs> Is that what they call it? <laughs> and them? it made our it it made our days. So please, um, please take a moment. <laughs> Send us some hate mail. I don't care. Just anything. Let us know you're listening. Um, and also, it would be huge favor if you go rate and review us on apple podcast because it really helps other people like you find this show it does and if you have any questions for us as two producers join us for office hours like we've been saying we believe in mentorship and sharing information in this business and it's more important now than ever so if you're new to the industry or stuck somewhere in your career and need some advice hit us up same email producers happy hour at gmail.com Come on, let us know you'd like to have some office hours with us. Yes, and with a cocktail, of course. Let us tell you, (laughs) I know exactly, let (laughs) us tell you all about how to solve your issues. Mm, Well, or at least how to get through them. (laughs) No, no, we can tell you about it. We can tell you about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or that it's even good advice. (laughs) Well, Lawrence, it has been a little while since we've seen each other. What are we drinking today? I'm drinking LA's finest tap water today. I know. I thought I would have a um, good old dry day, yeah. which is few and far between these days. And I'm having a pomegranate cherry sparkling water by Canada Dry. Oh, lovely. Sponsor is accepted. Sponsorships are accepted. Yes. <laughs> yes well, please. cheers to that. Um, cheers yeah, to that. cheers to a dry day because, uh, I don't know. I know obviously we've been down for two weeks. We haven't been on and it's just simply because we've been busy. I was shooting in Arizona and you've been busy on your projects and, uh, yeah, life of producers. So obviously our schedules have been packed, uh, not drinking on a, on a Thursday to get me through the week seems like a better option right now. Yeah, and I feel like um, you know, I will probably drink Friday and mm-hmm. maybe part of the oh, oh. Oh. I have weekend plans out of town weekend plans. Uh. So I'm very excited about that. So yeah, there'll be some shit happening on Saturday night. Um shout out to Tara Dolak and her pig roast. <laughs> We're going to safely get together upstate New York. Um everybody's staying at hotels. Amazing. And we're going to roast a pig. <laughs> wow. And, um, you know, safely eat it around people. I'm very nervous, but I'm excited. So it's going to be good. great. Wonderful. So what's been going on with you? Like I said, we were busy. I know I was busy in Tucson. What have you been up to? 
Well, I have had a series of jobs. I've also been, um, as everybody knows, if you've been listening in Kentucky multiple times because of 4th of July, I was doing something in Montana. It's been all over. And so I know we actually haven't had uh, personal time to catch up in between those times too. I think all of our texts have been like, I need help with this. Yeah. Or, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. Do you know anyone who can do this? Uh huh. The last few weeks have been a roller coaster, so I'm happy to be um, back in New York and working from home. Although, um, as our beginning alluded to, it feels like now more than ever, our lives, or my life for sure, is nothing but Zooms, and I have no time to do the work in between the Zooms. That is very true. It's it's really changed the game, I think, in terms of what our pre-production life looks like, um, especially like if you're on a... Uh, you know, eight hour callback session, which seems like all my callback sessions are eight or nine hours or 10 hours. And you're, That's it, disgusting. and it's really, it's, you know, it's like, it's like, I'm at some point, guys, I'm going to have to hop off because I got to make some phone calls. You know, it's like, well, I mean, I was on one, I've been on, so I have a weekly one uh, for a large job that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that the client gets on and they talk to each other about the meetings that they need to set up. And then I just, I'm I'm sitting there going, do I need to hear this? Like, why am I here? Is this a catch up? Like, this is yeah. a catch up for them. For them. Not for me. And there might be one thing out of it, but I'm, I, my, my hour could have been way more productive. It's an hour. It's like it could have been more productive, actually either doing all the things that I needed to do or or taking a break that I need. Yeah. Having a lunch. Having a lunch. Having to Uh mute the phone to go use the restroom. Like, (laughs) yeah. The scary part to me right now is that things are evening out in a way at this high level that is not healthy Mm -mm. at all. So, you know, we, you know, I've been talking about it for months about the anxiety and the overworked and the feelings, but now it feels like, okay, so I'm used to it. Yeah. So is this the high level that, um, of anxiety and pressure and work output that I'm going to be working at now because I got used to it? Yeah, that's. I know. And so it's just something to, you know, continually examine, I think. Yeah, it is. And and the more and more I talk to people, even, you know, just different crew members, everyone's kind of going through it. And, you know, I, it's a lot. You know, Zoom calls sound like they're no big deal. But when you have to sit and stare and be on camera and looking at a bunch of other people on camera and trying to have these fruitful conversations, it's exhausting. It's, <laughs> it's really emotionally exhausting. You know, or at least listen to see if you can be fruitful. Or at least listen <laughs> to see if you're not if you, paying attention. I know. Yeah, it's really hard. It's really it, the, the maintaining that kind of focus on a on a Zoom call is is challenging. Rather as opposed to being in a room <laughs> where you actually can hear and engage and talk and 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 you know it's a, it's much more dynamic. And like I think it points to our conversation on our, our last episode: why versus why not? You know, asking people why why. We're so used to why not, but why? Why does it? Why do we need another Zoom call for you two to catch up? Why do? Can this not be an email? Can this not be uh, a text exchange? Uh, but no, everything everything these days is a Zoom call, and I think um, the days of our cell phones landing in our hands and all of a sudden being available twenty four seven. Now Zoom calls, you can even if you're on vacation, you are expected to still be on a Zoom call because you can Zoom from anywhere. Right, and um, the. 
a different industry, the restaurant industry, right? Um, I went down a rabbit hole last night of a ton of readings and delicious comments. Mm. And, <laughs> and it, you know, like um, restaurants right now are having a shortage of workers. Yeah. And the, the general consensus is like, yes, I can make more on unemployment, which should be a cry to the restaurant industry about how much they pay their employees. Yeah. Understanding that the $2 that they make an hour or whatever the minimum wage is, um, plus the tips, plus tips. just it, it's like, why am I going to go back and take the abuse that I took before and not be able to make the money that I was making and were short staffed? And it was just all this list of things. And I'm not blaming restaurant owners nope. because believe me, the margins, Mm-mm. I understand the margins, the margins are, are so slim. Thin. But additionally, the consumer pays the salary directly to staff essentially when they're only making two dollars an hour and the consu- and consumers can be assholes they most oh, of them are yeah. they expect oh, yeah. i know and so when your whole industry is built on that i think it's time for an overhaul <laughs> and it's just very similar to what we have to it's like this freelance model of working ourselves 24 hours a day and not really benefiting from the freelance model Right. Yeah. <laughs> of choosing our job. Wait a minute. I thought that was you know, part of the I can benefit. Take vacation yeah. Anytime and all the things that we say, the reason why we're freelance, we never do. Mm-mm. Yeah. I was, mm-hmm. I was speaking to a, a, a crew member who shall remain nameless about, you know, who? The, <laughs> um, Smith. Spill the beans. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, my sister. Or Mr. Or something in between. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who was like tired of these jobs being all disasters? <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> me too. And and uh, and decided that uh, they're going to raise their rate. They're they're raising their rate to seven fifty, and you know their phone's ringing off the hook, and they're kind of tired of taking jobs from people they don't really know and you know then you get the budget and the schedule and it's like this is a nightmare why am i doing this and then you've already committed and so no so you know 750 new rate and when one of your regulars calls make yourself available for them you know right no that's so smart because that is i mean it cuts the riffraff and i just saw copro's argument about this yesterday well not really an argument but a back and forth about is it safe to bid five fifty for ten for New Jersey workers? <laughs> and I held myself back <laughs> to not say, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> as long as you have your time machine, <laughs> it resolved itself. But even the, the sense of the question was um, was interesting to me because um, five fifty for ten is what Radical paid oh. um, in two thousand five. Yeah. They were the ones holding so out. Right? When you're asking about 17 years ago, mm-hmm. crew rates, um, when you're asking about that, of course, there's always somebody willing to do it, but that's the crew member that you spoke to's point. Yes, there's always somebody willing to do it at this, but I'm not anymore and I'm worth this. Yeah. And that was a part of the, our conversation was like this, I'm worth this. I know what I bring to the job. These jobs, oh, God, yes. these jobs would fall apart even more if I wasn't involved. <laughs> they still fall apart. I'm literally they, just I'm literally duct just, taping the, the yeah, dumpster the side together. of the boat. <laughs> I mean, mm, that's a very familiar feeling. <laughs> oh, God, those are not good feelings, and I don't enjoy them anymore. But, uh, you know, 
pick and choose Listen, your jobs Phoenix. wisely. I think <laughs> that's what's that? Listen, Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So speaking, we'll of, always remember Phoenix. <laughs> we'll always remember Phoenix. Speaking of uh, picking and choosing your jobs and and having a better work life balance is this standoff between IATSE and the AMPTP. Shall we talk about it? Yes. Um, we had to have the bumper. Yes. I did read the article. Yeah, it's interesting, and I'm I'm happy they're taking the stand against the new media contract. Okay. Mm-hmm. I 1,000% agree yeah. with this, because it's not fucking new media anymore. No. It was new media in 2013-ish. <laughs> yeah, 2010. So they've been, you know, so many jobs have been getting away with going on this new media contract, saying it's, you know, oh, it's for the internet. You know, it's not actually broadcast, but like internet is now broadcast. This is the new broadcast. Right. Um, streaming is broadcast. So streaming for, is, yeah. Um, for broadcast, yeah, for broadcast to only be considered, you know, ABC, NBC <laughs> or cable is just dumb. Oh, yeah, totally. Completely dumb. This article, I'll put it in the show notes. It's by Deadline, our, our favorite industry publication. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but um, yeah, they're in the middle of negotiating a, a new contract. Now, this is for AMPTP. So that's motion pictures uh, and television. Um, and uh, they're, they're talking to the West Coast studio locals about uh, livable wages, shorter work days, and sustainable benefits for the members, and also the end of this new media contract, the end of the discounts for the new media contract. And they're taking a pretty firm stance because their approach, based on this article, is that they're working for these mega corporations, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Facebook. And Mm -hmm. even though those organizations aren't directly signed to the bargaining agreement, they're still working through production Production companies companies that are are creating a production company that is for that one job. And so they all should be paying the the industry standard wages, professional crew. And turnaround time. And turnaround times. Yeah. And, but here's the reason, but hold on, I'm going to take a step back and just inform the audience that um, the reason why that these streaming services go through production companies is they have to do the, the jobs union because of SAG. And SAG has really um, gotten out there and said, okay, (laughs) they're really the forefront of trying to protect people, but they really also have the worst new media contract that I've ever seen in my life. And so (laughs) I know like when you can pay an extra $97 a day, it's insane to me. I know like barely minimum wage, right? And you can find people who are willing to do it, obviously. You can always find somebody who need the money and need the job. So because you can't be a signature through the streaming services, you hire a production company that is. Mm-hmm. Or you create one. Or you create one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember back in my day in, 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 in films, we created back our own. Back in my day of filmmaking, <laughs> we would you create an entity just to produce that one movie, and then you dissolve the entity after that. Um, but this is a good conversation because they, they are talking about, you know, the science behind long hours and irregular hours and how that how that affects people's health and welfare. And that's a, a, an important aspect to this. They want to make sure that they understand, that the producers understand the negative impacts on health and well-being after, you know, making people work 14 hours a day. Right. You know, I mean, with like, you know, a 45-minute lunch Without break. proper turnaround. <laughs> yeah. 
without proper turnarounds and without proper breaks. And I'm sure uh, because, you know, if they're already paying lower rates, that means they're already paying lower catering services. Oh, yeah. It can't be the best. No. <laughs> You're probably at, <laughs> in or at a location that isn't far drive because you can't afford oh, yeah. the good stages in Hollywood no, or you're in Santa Clarita. You're, yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, those long beach dwellers, you know, like you're still Ugh. in the zone. Yeah. I just like, there's so much involved and I know that we can't help where people live, but the zone actually should be rethought too. Yeah. In my opinion. It should. So to that end, these locals are demanding a real and meaningful rest period between leaving and returning from work, regardless of the craft or production. It affects us a little bit in commercials, but at the end of the day, how many shoot days are we doing? Three, four, It affects seven. us a lot in commercials, and I'll tell you why. Because okay. crew members were, I'll tell you why, Lawrence. Please. Because crew members work only shoot days. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And they're going from job so, to job just on the shoot. Yeah, exactly. It does affect exactly, them. and if the the job goes long the night before, and you have a six a.m. call time, I mean, your your yeah. gaffer's going to show up no matter what, if and that sucks. That sucks. I mean, it does because I mean, they could just drive. I've I've had people drive straight to my set and sleep in their car until oh, it was time to go in. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, it just that's what happens whenever you're freelance and you have like three to five shoot days a week that are three to five different jobs. Yeah, exactly. And of course, then so, on, on on features and television, you know they they get ground down as the week goes on. And, oh yeah. and, you know, and they and, just keep bumping call times. Uh huh. Fratterdays. Fratterdays. Right? So you actually don't get. So that's the other thing they want to ins- make sure that there is a weekend rest period that allows for actual rest and time to spend with friends and families. So I think that's more uh, aligned for the uh, motion picture and TV community. And then the third thing on this list is effective penalties that truly discourage the systematic elimination of meal breaks and work straight into the weekends. So, yeah, you try to avoid the Fratterdays. And and I guess I don't this doesn't happen on my sets, but I guess there are sets where they pay the penalty and don't take a meal break. Yeah. Yeah. That's a um, Tom Cruise special Mm. so that people can be available no matter when um, he's ready to walk on the set. And what they do is they have and they pay meal penalties. It's already negotiated, and then they have twenty-four hour catering tents with food that just is continually fresh. Right, 20, right. I mean, yeah, yeah, you can yeah. go anytime. And then the Griffin Electric departments hire extra people so that breaks can happen. So can, but that's a Tom Cruise film. With yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah. That isn't what's <laughs> happening. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> Like A twenty four, like horror joints. Oh my <laughs> like, god! You know, Ten people filming in Wisconsin or something. I'm not calling anybody out. I don't know this for a fact, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it's one thing for Tom Cruise to be doing it, but it's another when it's just yeah. a low budget indie. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what schedules you're seeing out there, but the schedules I'm seeing, everything apparently wants to shoot by September fifteenth, no matter how much prep is involved. <laughs> So it's like, no. yeah, it, it's it's crazy. And these timelines, I just don't don't quite get it, especially with, you know, I'm doing a lot of experiential is kind of coming back for me. Right. Believe it or not. I know, which is amazing. And uh, so but those timelines need to be a lot longer because those jobs take a lot more prep. But I'm still getting jobs in the door that are like, you know, we want to create a pop up, blah, blah, blah in New York City uh, goes live early September. I'm just. 
I don't, I just don't. Well, what about planning and zoning and, and permits? permits? Permits for experiential are <laughs> permits, so permits, complicated. Permits. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, hopefully. The inspections hope, alone. I, I do hope that that IATSE is successful in this negotiation because I, I think. Well, that, hopefully it'll trickle into, you know, yeah, ex- commercial work. Exactly. But That's in the what end, I'm hoping. Yeah, it usually does start with the TV show. And like, to be honest, to put some streaming services, uh, there's a, there's one good one for sure. And then there's some not so great ones to work for. And I think that to put them into check or to have them understand that this is improper work practices, Mm -hmm. because we're the first line as producers, we're the first line of defense. And so at some point, the producer has agreed to the type of behavior that's happening. Right. Yeah. And I'm not blaming us. I'm just saying, like, at some point, somebody had to say, okay, I guess we're going 16 hours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a shame. It's it's time for that practice to end. Before we end it, I wanted to read the comments at the bottom of the article. Oh, of this article? (laughs) Yes. Oh, (laughs) let's do it. The first comment was from somebody that was like, good. The second comment was all talk and theatrics for the membership. Ooh. The third one was, well, I know, here we go. They get they get more involved. And is this is this on Facebook um, or CoPros or No, this is deadline at the bottom. Oh, of on the comment. deadline. Oh god. Yeah. So okay. the third one is what happens if assistants don't get a livable wage? Strike? Hmm. Then here's the next one. By an, they're all anonymous, by the way. Of course. Uh, you can do a different job if you don't like it. Hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> That's really? a troll. I know. Yeah. And then here's here's the kicker that just came in. If the IATSE secretary treasurers weren't regularly caught stealing funds over the years, maybe they could work for the membership. IATSE is a union like the unions in Martin Scorsese's films, Mobsters. <laughs> wow. So there is. So um, <laughs> this this fight. This upper level fight that we're seeing in the press, the effects um, really need to be felt in the membership because the membership clearly from these five comments do not have faith in their leadership. Yeah. And I've heard this from people in different locals, you know, it's just like, what the hell is going on? You know, it's, they barely even know what a streaming service is and (laughs) they haven't worked a job in 30 years and don't know what it is like out there in the field and it and how are they supposed to lead it's pretty yeah. miraculous they come by and they get a cup of coffee at craft service and they're like oh look a carrot and then they leave <laughs> you have carrots on your set <laughs> i mean we used to <laughs> well i'm glad we solved all the world's problems with unions <laughs> <laughs> listen i'm always happy to talk about unions Producers Happy Hour was created with the help of Christopher Daniels, who is a treatment designer, and he created our logo and branding. And Kyle Puccia, who is a music composer for commercials, film, TV, and he created our show music. This episode was edited by Eric Beals. It sure was. Send us your voice recordings or your emails to producershappyhour at gmail.com. And please, keep being safe out there. Yes. We'll be back next week. But Christian, in the meantime, how do people get a hold of you directly? SisterChristianProduces.com and Lawrence, if they want you, how do they get you? Two ways. VoiceOfLawrence.com for voiceover work. LawrenceTLewis.com for producing. Bye. See you.